Everybody is Frederick Thugless, also known as Thugs Bunny, the Vicious Abolitionist. Today I'm here with Malcolm Bevel, the Badass Beard. All right, say what's up to the world, man. I kind of like that name, actually. <laughs> what's happening, everybody? <laughs> I know it says Seth Bevel. Don't get confused. This is Brother Malcolm um, coming to you all from good old South Kakalaki, South Carolina. Oh yeah, that's right. <clears throat> we have a whole lot to talk about, man, because. Um, you know, for starters, haven't had uh, the badass beard Malcolm Bevel on for it seemed like last year or something. It had it had to been last year or something. And um, last semester, I I skipped the week, and there's a lot of stuff going on because white folks are still doing racist shit. And we have uh, Kanye; he wants to join in on the fun. He's like, "Oh man, <laughs> racism is not just for white people." You know, hold my beer, right? <laughs> Kanye was like, hold my beer, y'all. He's like, we like to wild out. Hold this, I got this. Yeah, for real. You got Pill Cosby, Pill freaking Cosby, um, convicted, and you got folks still defending defending his rape-happy ass. And um, somebody wanted to fight me in in a freaking club last week for wearing one of these. Meanwhile... Yeah, Shema, one of these. Meanwhile, uh, Malcolm has his own uh, club uh, shenanigans to uh, dimension. Ain't that right? Oh, yeah, I got a lot to talk about. I got a, I got a couple of updates for y'all. So bring it on in, man. Let's start with yours. Well, you know, I don't even really know like how to start like i mean like it's just self-explanatory there's a there's an area in columbia south carolina for those of you all who don't know uh called five points there's like a couple of areas that we have for entertainment purposes bars and small restaurants and stuff like that so one place is called the vista one place is called uh five points everybody knows that the vista is usually for young adults like my age and stuff like that uh grads and stuff like that but sometimes you know undergrads come over there from time to time and then five points is straight undergrad like with a sprinkle of us grads here and there depending on the bar and stuff like that there's been a culture of racial discrimination within five points uh for years now things that I've heard, things that I've even personally seen. So I usually don't frequent five points unless I am uh, uh, basically serving as designated driver as I was doing last night. So my sister who for right now will remain anonymous is my play sister. And so to protect her privacy, I will not disclose her name. Uh, It was her 22nd birthday. We just figured, you know, hey, we're gonna go out, you know, we're gonna still celebrate her weekend. We're going to go to this place called Group Therapy. It's a spot a lot of the black undergrads know. They play a lot of hip-hop. Drink prices are great. Whoop-de-whoop. So we were going to go there at first. It got rented out, and look, the crowd wasn't our feel, and we knew that the music wasn't going to be our feel. So we decided, you know what, let's try another place. So I'm, like I said, I'm just DV. I'm just listening to tell me, hey, where y'all want to go? <clears throat> they said uh, Moosehead Saloon uh, off of Divine Street, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, in the Five Points area was a pretty good spot. I guess they talked about the prices. Prices of the drinks are pretty cool. Sometimes they play hip-hop uh, a good amount, too. 
I was like, all right, cool. Let's check it out. Let the ladies go first, obviously, to gain entry. Uh, and I didn't think anything of it. So I'm wearing a black, solid uh, V-neck. It, I, irony, it's from Old Navy. Considering what Old Navy had just dealt with, like, <laughs> while back. And it was hilarious. I've had that shirt for, like, years now. So it was just really funny. But anyway, so uh, black V-neck, burgundy pants, some regular shoes, right? Yeah. Just casually. Dude looks at my license, the bouncer, and, and if anybody wants to, that you can check out my post uh, on, on both the Seth Bevel and the Malcolm Bevel pages. And and the bouncer to the right, so the guy closest to the single door, because it was like a kind of a garage door to get access, and then the single door that was closed. The guy closest to the single door looks at my license, they look at me, and he hands me up my license, so I'm thinking I'm about to go inside, he's like, oh wait, I can't let you in. I was like, why? And he was like, we have a solid coat of t-shirt on. And I was like, Dude, it's a black V-neck T-shirt from Old Navy. And he was like, "Yeah, I know, but you know, I don't make up the rules, you know. And the manager's not here, so you know, I mean, if you go back to your car and get another shirt, you know, you could do that, and I'll let you in." And I'm sitting there just looking at him like, and then he opens the door. So here's the first strike. Well, the first strike was even probably to begin with. First, second, third, all the strikes. But then that door that he was standing next to, he opens it. So policy wasn't even facing outdoors, so nobody walking past the establishment. And I, I just took a picture about an hour ago of that. Uh, it's not even facing outside, so nobody would have known. Hey, Shana, uh, nobody would have known that uh, their dress code policy. Wow. So this dude's trying to. He's basically just giving me excuses at this point. I'm like, I'm just. I'm like, I told him, hey, I'm just here as a designated job for my sister. Like, I'm just here, man. Like over a v-neck t-shirt he was like hey man i don't make the rules and i was like so it can't be plain at all like i get like the whole plain red versus plain blue color things of that nature and yeah. we can talk about that in a minute but and kind of historically where that came from but then what it evolved to from a racial discrimination standpoint in terms of these dress dress code policies but it was just, it was asinine. I was just like, bro, like, I'm literally, like, they're sitting right there. We'll be in the back. We'll buy a couple of shots or whatever. We'll get out your hair. The dude wasn't budging on it. Even the the other uh, bouncer, who's also the pitcher, he was the one with the tank. Uh, they weren't budging. I was like, all right, cool. So my, my, my sister and my play sister and her friends come outside. We end up meeting up with another group of young men. So at first it was just, it was four black women. It was four black women. It was me. Then we just met up with another group in passing, a couple of the Sigmas on, on, on at USC's campus, and a couple of the gentlemen and their, and their other friend who was a Caucasian male. We tell them the story. They're just like, wow, that's crazy. It's like, you know what? We already know what time it is. You know, just let's just go. And I was going to leave it alone. One of my play sister's friends pointed out, but I bet they're going to let that guy in. So we look at this guy. Dude has on a shirt that is pretty much this color. No symbols or anything else on it. And it, it, it was all of this color, right? Yeah. And we're looking at this, and we're literally watching from the side. And there, as he's walking up, they check his ID. They let him right in. This dude was Caucasian. So I look at, I look at, I look at the squad. They look at me, and they already knew what I was going to do. I walk right back up the bouncer, not even rushing. It's lightly in a calm tone, in the same tone I'm talking right now. Hey, man, I'm not trying to start nothing. I just need to understand, per your policy, how you didn't let me in, but you let this guy in, and he had a solid T-shirt on as well, V-neck or whatever, whatever. Be a solid T-shirt, never no symbols on it. 
this dude does this and he kind of looks down because he knew I caught him. Then he kind of looks over in a, in a hurry, in a flush to his homeboy, uh, the other bouncer. And then the bouncer basically both faced live to my face was like, oh, well, he had a symbol on his shirt. And I was like, no, he didn't. He literally just walked and walked up. Like, he doesn't have a symbol on his shirt. Like, there's no mini symbol over the breast. Like, he wasn't wearing polo. That sounds like a bullshit like, lie to me. Like what, like, what are we talking about? Like, why even lie about that? And then, so as we're talking about it, and as I'm getting ready to walk off, a completely different Caucasian male is walking out of the bar at this point in time, walking out of Moosehead. He walks out. He's wearing a similar color shirt to this color, so not the exact same as the other guy that I witnessed him let in, but something similar to this. Plain and everything. No symbols on it. And, then, and he was already in the establishment. So I point and I was like, so what about this guy? Like, he was able to get in and he's got a solid kit. Like, there are no symbols on his. What are we talking about? And then I just gave them, they did just gave me this blank stare like they didn't know what I was talking about. So I was like, you know what? I already know what time this is. I already know what time it is. I walk off, snap the pictures, and the rest is history. Now, what's funny is that that actually was the worst part about the night. Not going to get into the rest of the details on it, but let's just say a young Caucasian lady tried to call one of the young ladies the n-word but uh that was, and that was literally five minutes after happened what happened at um at, at moosehead and honestly it's not the, it's not that i'm surprised because i'm clearly not i'm just i, I was heartbroken because it's like i'm just here for my sister i'm here for another young black lady who's just trying to live her life having fun with her girl and stuff like that and it was just it was embarrassing it was disappointing it was heartbreaking and it was just like all over what you uh, try to claim is the color of my shirt when really it has nothing to do with the color of my shirt and the color of my skin yeah and what, once again but this is just a, a a case that has been going on in five points in pretty much America for decades and centuries of this type of systemic racism that we still need to call out. So, uh, I'll reach out to manager. I'm actually going to type up an email after we get off this this talk. I'm going to type up an email to the manager and owner, manager or owner uh, and we'll see what happens. Um, uh, I do have my action steps, including at least putting the dress code out on front, you know, so people can see it, so they can make their own decision if they want to come in your establishment or not. But quite frankly, like, I think the bouncer should be fired. Uh, and there needs to be a public apology. Like, we... Yeah, they need to, uh... That mess need to be aired out. happen anymore. Like, I don't care. Like, we talk about all these years. What was 2018, 2017? It's just, I don't care what year it is. Stuff needs to stop. It's just, it's, it's old. It is, it is old. This is old. This is boring. Like, it's, like, cut it out. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm not frequenting. I'm not frequenting Five Points anymore unless it's a black-owned establishment. And the only two that I know of right now in Five Points is this hookah bar that I've been to. Real cool, chill place. It's across from um, it's Bar None or something like that. I'll get the names of the people, but it, that's black-owned bar. And then apparently, Goats. Uh, somebody in my comment section appreciate that. Uh, Goats is black-owned. If I if it's not those two establishments, I will never frequent Five Points again. Uh, and I honestly would encourage black kids, uh, black co-eds, and, and black people in Colombia to do the same. We we should support black owned anyway. And if you choose to go to other establishments, 
uh, at least try to go to establishment when you know you're welcome. Uh, but ultimately, I'm just like I'm. I'm here, man. It's just. I had a like the, that. Just reminded me that happen all the. You see these stories that happen all the time, and then it's like when it finally happens to you. Not to say I haven't been discriminated before, but like one of these prime examples that we talk about. You're just kind of like. You're just kind of. It's like not again. Oh no, not again. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it keeps happening. Whether it be you as an individual or us as a people, it just keeps happening. And it's like, so I'm tired of folks making these excuses. We've come from so far and stuff like that. Well, what is that relative to? Yeah. Like, uh, my uh, situation is similar to that. It had been like maybe 2016, I believe. It was back when my Latin homeboy was here, uh, Melvin Rodriguez. You know, call him Rod, Mel Rod. <laughs> but my boy, my boy Mel Rod, Puerto Rican dude, you know, who's like, he's like more Euro native Puerto Rican looking, you know. And um, me, my black self, went to this one spot in Tucson. It's called the Playground Bar and Lounge. And out front, initially, you know, the guy tried to say I couldn't, I couldn't go up in there. So I got a hat on like this, you know. It's like no, no headgear rule, you know. Ooh. Yeah, and then I'm, I see this guy inside there. He has a cap on. It's a white dude with a, with a cap on because the um, the bar is really o- is like totally it's open air kind of like it's indoors. They have a top floor, but on the side on the side of the street it has this the lounge cafe look to it where you have the seats and the in the in the little tables that are exposed outside. So you can see all the way in the damn club. The dude right there has a damn hat on. It's a white dude. And it was the second white, the third white dude. Three, three. I mean, there's more, but I explicitly remember three white dudes with a hat on. It's like, so for real though, um, what's going on? And uh, there's one dude behind me. He was like a white dude. He was like, hey, bro, man, don't. Worry. I'm like. Hey, don't worry. I'm not starting anything, but it, it already it already started. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm on the receiving end of this. So I, I had the um, uh, at the bouncer. I, I explicitly asked the bouncer an if then statement. If there's a if there's a like a um a clothing code, you know um a style code concerning hats and stuff. How come this guy, this guy, and you have another guy down that way? Have a, had a headgear on. Like, how's that? What's going on? He let me in. Yeah. He let me in. So for the most part, it was like, I mean, actually, the cr- the club was ridiculously crowded. But that's not a really proper way of uh, right. of uh, restricting folks in because there's folks come going in after me. Regardless, it seemed like it was pretty fucking racial. It, it real talk. It seemed like it was it was it was um, based on my skin tone. Well, two things about that. One, I'm actually curious, and I think I'll leave that as the second part, but the question I have for you is, why did you, did you still go and see, so you still went inside the establishment after you called them out on the clear hypocrisy. You were like, so you, after you asked for your Ben statement, you still went inside the establishment, right? Yeah, because I, I was with my homeboy. We, we went in and went out. Like, we were club hopping, like, exploring. Okay. So it wasn't like, you know... Did you spend any money there? No, nah, I didn't. I don't know. No. Nah. Okay, all right. Let me see, because I'm curious about it because, like, I've, I've seen a lot of comments from people on, on multiple posts about what this transpired, not just with our situations, obviously, but, like, other situations. I do agree, like, 
I don't care if we catch you in the line. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm gonna let you in. At this point in time, you've already lost the business because you literally discriminated against me. And it's like, you know, it's it's so foolish that you didn't even have to do that. On a random side note, this is my dog. It's Brownie. Hey, don't be camera shy. Yeah. This is Brownie. She just wants pets right now. That's all. The she club wants. stuff yeah. is so freaking common. She's very dirty. She loves the grass. She likes rolling it. Yeah, the club joint is so freaking common. I don't even like fight them joints. I never, I never, I never thought to like get a lawyer and talk to some folks and everything else. I mean, um, after I mean, after all, dude, he did correct himself, but still, but it's like it's so freaking, it's so frequent. It's it's totally baffling. It's it's a it's a really here's my problem. It happens. It happens way too much. And that's my problem. We always talk about when it comes to any sort of act of oppression, whether it be rape or sexual assault, whether it be racism, whatever. People always want to make it seem as if it's some sort of isolated incident. And it's like, bro, what is isolated about things that has been systemically ingrained into this society for years? It's acceptable. And then it's acceptable things, behavior. Like, like, exactly. So that's why I'm just like, bro, like, stop saying it's like an isolated incident. Oh, this is just... This is the only time that it happened in, in, in Moosehead or, or Poor House with the mess that happened last year with that. I think it was, I think it was last year. Like, I don't care when, I don't care whose establishment it happened at. I don't care how many times they've been accused of stuff like It's the fact that it's happened and it is happening and it is going to, to continue to happen until we actually, like, we stop this. Like, that's it. Like, until like we nip it in the butt and we root out the problem and root out the people who are willing to perpetuate the problem, this stuff ain't gonna stop. I'm sorry, like people call that pessimistic. That's real. Like our ancestors, they did their part. You know, people in the CRM, they did their part. Stuff like that. And like we gotta continue it because like my kids, like I'm not. Nah, I'm I'm tired of dealing with these systemic issues, whether it be in school, in the education system, the school prison pipeline, discrimination at, at establishments. Uh, hair discrimination that is specific for black hair because like apparently there are certain policies like no dreads at certain clubs so like you know they can not yeah for what uh, is there a giant fan in a way that the dreads will get caught in I don't get that no dreads that is they are explicitly targeting black people it's also jobs that don't even deal with food and it's like you're trying to discriminate against black women because they want to wear natural hair or dreads or like whatever whatever it's like bro like Y'all make it painfully obvious. Of you make your racism painfully obvious. You make your oppression painfully obvious, and it's like it's 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 just tired. It's it's so old. It's not even funny, man. So just say whites only. Update I had with the with my, You said what? Just, just just say whites only. Well, obviously legally they can because of what's happening. No, but they might as well. Like you might as well. You, you know, um, like I wrote this article, I wrote this article, you might have seen it, um, it was like, uh, six freedoms that, uh, black folks don't have, and I pointed out that, yeah, I pointed out that, uh, memory policing, the music getting kind of loud, yeah, memory policing is something that, uh, where everybody wants to shame, they want to shame black folks from ever remembering racism, Jim Crow, and all this other systemic racist shit that happened historically in the past. And, um, you know, like these restrictions on on memory and history towards black people essentially makes the historical domain and historical understanding 
a whites only club. It makes it makes understanding history. You know, it pretty much puts a whites only sign on textbooks, um, internet websites, and you know, encyclopedias, and doctorates, and doctors, and stuff like that. And research and analysis, which is yeah. So why don't I mean that's what they're doing. So instead of making it a whites only thing, they just gonna say some shit like that and maybe less some in, but a moderate amount based on their choosing. It's um, it's the thing that irks me the most is when a club don't let you in because you're black and they're listening to music from black artists. That really, that really, that really irks me because it's like you want to, you want to jam and jive to cultural artifacts of black people, but you don't want black people in your fucking establishment. What the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? We pulled up to Moosehead, and I, I'm pretty sure if they were playing Two Chains, they were playing Future. And it's like this is, and I actually looked up articles. I found out who the owner is too. So update, found out who the owner is. I've been reaching out to him personally, and then like I said, I went back to the establishment to have proof that they do not have the uh, their dress code rules and the rest of the rules for the club facing outside the establishment. So. But it's like we pulled up and they're playing like it's typically a country slash uh, blues uh, establishment. I know it's mainly country from the article that I read uh, that one of the, one of the uh, people from the League of Justice had sent me, and it literally is like we roll up and you're playing. Either, I think if it wasn't two chains, it was future. And we're like, all right, so this this might be chill. Let's let's see what's popping. It's like you don't let me in. So you don't let a black body in, but you can let a black body in. Just like that's that that just once again is another example of how you're willing to use black people for our talents, whatever it is about us, but you don't accept us because you don't see us as human. Yeah, I define a racial appropriation by um, loving the artifact, cultural artifacts of a given group of people, but not respecting that, that the group of people that, that the, those cultural artifacts come from. Nobody would give a shit about a white person wearing cornrows and, and dreadlocks if white folks respected us. Like, if we were if we were respected as much as our music and our other cultural artifacts, we can have this cultural exchange with no problem. You feel me? But since we're not treated properly, it's a it's a it's a one way it's a one way system. We're not really feeling that. And no, me speaking English or any artifacts of colonization is not is not appropriation before anybody brings that shit the fuck up. Like uh John Pennyman, John Pennyless, and there's a couple other folks who think that way. They're like, oh, what about when a black person wears blonde hair? You know? No, that's 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 assimilation. That's not the same damn thing. It don't work both ways. So miss me with that. But even even the fact that I mean, I I see your point, and yeah, it doesn't work both ways. Even but even with that, when they even use that excuse, and if it's not white folks using that excuse, it's them ashy fools out here trying to diss black women anyway, trying to say, well, you're appropriating with weaves and blonde hair, blue eyes, did it, bruh. There are Native Africans right now. We got pictures. They got blonde hair and blue eyes. That's been historically documented. Yeah. The other thing I thought about real quick last night about what, what happened with my situation and kind of the whole thing about the policies with, with, with dress and stuff like that. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but the history behind dress codes in certain institutions, like the no solid color uh, uh, 
t-shirts and it's stuff. It's oddly like specific. Anything, was, it was used to mitigate gang-related activities, so typically Bloods and Crips or whoever, whoever. But then it pretty much evolved into a racist policy where, once again, colonizers took it and, and they perverted it to basically, as you alluded to, basically make it some like, oh, yeah, we could, we, we're not going to say white on, but we damn sure going to act like it. You know what I'm saying? The other aspect to it, because of gang-related stuff like that, so for those who don't know, Roots of the Bros, I'm, I'm a member of Omega Sci Fi. The shirt that I had was about this short, so there's no way you couldn't have seen my brand. You would be surprised how, like, you would be surprised how many people, mainly white people, who mistake this and think that I'm in a gang and stuff like that. And it's like, all you have to do is just admit, hey, I don't know what this is. What is it? I, I would appreciate it if you would just ask me, hey, what is that? And sometimes people mistake it for a tattoo. And it's like, all right, I don't trip about that. It's a brand. It means something to me. Can't tell you the history, but, you know, it means something to me as it pertains to my Greek letter organization. If you ask the question, and that's the problem, like people don't know how to communicate effectively or ask the right questions. And it's like, so you already got to profile me by the color of my skin. And in my head, I was thinking afterwards, after I left church this morning, I was like, I was looking at my arm and I was like, bruh, did you see my brands and then saw the solid color shirt and think I was in a gang? It's like, I got the, I got the, I got the, 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 I got the band on my arm. It's like, all you have to do is ask a question. Not even that. It's just a fact. It's a brand. This school had a sleeve of tattoos. Not only that, but if uh, both bartenders that sleep that too, the pictures are on my post, and it's like, bro, like, what are we talking? So, th- there's no way. I guess just to finish off with this, I, I I cannot stand when it comes to discussions of oppression, regardless of what it is, when people are literally trying to find every loophole to make it seem as if this might not be what you think it is. No, if a black person tells you and their gut feeling is based on context and everything else, that this is likely racial bias or racism or whatever, why don't you believe us? If a woman tells you this looks like rape culture, this looks like this, this looks like that, why don't we as men, and including black men, because sorry, y'all, y'all not exempt from it either, why can't we just believe it? Why can't we just believe that what we call out is exactly what it is? Just because a few people lie? Because, as I said before, um, white comfort comfort uh, it trumps black life. White comfort governs all. And oh, by the way, white comfort um, goes white guilt. You know, avoiding white guilt is is tied to white comfort. So basically, there you have that. Basically, it's like, well, well, excuse me, you can almost see it. Like you can, you can almost see it. Well, wait a minute, excuse me, you are impinging on my white comfort here. Why are you bringing this up? You know, no, no, that couldn't be possibly what is going on. You are impinging on my white comfort. That's pretty much what they be saying. <laughs> that's how that's they, exactly that's how they they're saying. Like they, so, yeah, that was that was my night, you know, me just trying to be the good big brother that I try to be. And it's like, hey, speaking you can't of, get in because you're Negro. Like, that's basically how I feel about it. And that's what it is. Like, that's what we saw. It happened. We witnessed somebody else going in that was non-melanated. Like, and it's been a policy like that that I've been heard about and seen, and just things and practices that I've seen and heard about since I've been here in Columbia since 2013. And it's like, you know, five years later, it really like actually happens to me, and I'm just sitting there like, okay. So, like I said, action steps. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll talk to the owner and or managers. We'll see what happens. Uh, and from a legal standpoint, that's all. I'm 
you know, going to divulge because, yeah. you know, you don't want to uh, hurt the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of ashy folks, like uh, not this weekend, but last weekend, I, I went up, uh, went yeah. up I was in, in Tucson chilling with one of my homeboys who's uh, in the area, moved in the area and stuff like that. And um, it was like this guy. He's kind of like a like a big guy with like um, he had like little twisties. A black dude, light skin, like your complexion, like slightly lighter than you. He had twisties in his hair, but you see like the twisties was on struggle mode, man. Them things were like you know, struggle mode. Stop it. Yeah, like you know he's he's like he has male pattern baldness, you know, and so he has the twisties in his hair, male pattern baldness. So it looks like. Like a open prairie desert, you know, looks like a desolate, futuristic war battle zone or something. You know, it looked like the the entry the the intro of Terminator Two, you know, on his head. You know how you have like. Give me a phone, see you being paid. Next time somebody next time somebody approaches me in a club and want to want to fucking fight me, I'm gonna snap their picture so I'll roast the fuck out of them on these podcasts and on my wall. It's gonna happen next time. I didn't have mine for that first, but but anyway. Roasting is still the most hilarious thing ever. Hey, he did it to himself, but this guy is a big dude. He shows up. He looks like a Tahir off of uh, All Deaf Digital, um, those comedians and stuff like that. You know, like like he looks much like that dude, but he's old. But he's but he's old, and he had the twisties that was on struggle mode, like like. It was like the hairs, you know, you make a twisty, then it's like the hairs that come up to make the twisty and stuff like that. They look like veins or, or like like electrical lines and like copper wire and stuff that was that's frail. That that can't that, that doesn't attach. You know, like all the hairs in his head like that. Yeah. Anyway, this guy shows up and he's like he's dancing by himself. So I'm like no, no, this guy dancing by himself, you know. Um, folks do that. He approaches me. He like he sees this right here. He's like, "What is like? What is this? What is what is this? What is this?" I'm like, "This guy know who the fuck I am, you know what I mean?" But I'm like, "Of course he doesn't." All right. So he's like acting all belligerent, my face and stuff like that. He's like, you know, I know he he seems relatively sober, but it's like he's like, I'm a mason. I'm a mason. He showed like a tattoo here and a tattoo there, a tattoo of an eye, like a little Egyptian eye right there. I'm like, I know masons, but I this is not how masons behave in public. I mean, I'm not one, but I know many and this is not how they behave in public. So anyway, this guy's like, you know, he's like, what is this? I'm like. Because uh, I pretty much invoked uh, one of my articles I wrote. Um, when somebody's antagonizing you, you're not like they're not. Uh, you don't have you don't you don't have to disclose anything to a given antagonist. So with him, he's no different than like say a uh, you know a white person asking about you know me being a military vet or anything like that. So it's like he's no different than that. Yeah. And it's like at that point, if you're antagonizing me. I don't, I don't like, I'm not obligated to share my life experiences with you or anything. I don't, I'm not obligated to explain anything to you. And that's what I told him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not obligated to explain anything to you, dude. You know, and he kept on going and stuff like that. And, um, I'm like, I'm looking at the bouncer over there by the door. I'm like, is he seeing this? You know what I mean? It's like the, um, the, the dance floor is pretty barren. The dance floor is barren. There's only one guy. There's only one. This is his big, big ass. And um, 
in me and i'm like and this guy's like looking all you know antagonizing and stuff I'm like is this our bouncers going to like just remove this dude or what because if i you know get feral and uh rip him apart i'm the bad guy no matter what because i would be the bad guy so um so he he he, he goes storms off all upset and um comes back he's i'm like you know and it seems like you know He's upset that I'm black and I have one of these, you know, um, like, like this, like me, me, me wearing this makes me like he, he, he gave the air that me wearing this makes me a Tanuki suit wearer, you know? And I'm like, um, I'm like, I'm like, look, I admire your passion, real talk, but that's not you're like, wherever you think I am, that's not who I am. You should, you should get out of my face. You know, and he like kept on going. Then he leaves. He thinks you a super goon just because you're wearing that. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> that's 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 all I can get. He he kept on saying stuff like that gives him an authority. Like that these are things that make him an authority figure automatically. Like I'm a mason. I'm a mason, and I'm 52. I'm 52 years old. I'm 52, and it's like. So what? It's like if you're I'm like if you're 52 years old, first and foremost, you should have the mind to know that those twisties is not working on your head, man. Those twisties are on struggle mode. Them things are like them things are just goddamn. And then and then but real talk, if, if, if you're 52 years old, you shouldn't be trying to start fights in a club. You know, not only that, but it's like yeah, if he if he if he sees me as a military vet, which I mean, it is. Yeah. You know, it is a part of my like uh, it's a built internal culture within me. So the, you have cultural artifacts of being around the world. Right. And these are one of them. That I have a lot. I have. I collect these good, good looking ones. Anyway. Um, so you see me as a military vet. You want to like, you know, establish the notion that the fiction that I'm a Tanuki suit wearing. um you know, uh, rocket raccoon without the rocket thing. Um, Not rocket though. I know, right? He's cool. Yeah, I, I can't. That, that was blasphemy in itself. Anyway, anyway though. Uh, he's hilarious. Anyway though, it's like uh, it just it just really didn't make any sense because if you want to sit there and like discriminate against me because uh, get like engaging in personal discrimination because I'm a military vet. Right. You know, like, you know, maybe I've killed folks or whatever, like, you know, the stereo, the common stereotype, you know, you know, you kill folks for alleged, you're you like for the man or like, well, if that's the case, then why you're fucking with me, dude? Because if you're fucking with someone that knows how to fucking kill, doesn't that make you like an idiot? Like, it's like, why, it's like you're poking the dragon, dude. Like, why would you poke the dragon? Not a dragon. Well, not a dragon. Like think of like a lion or something. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, it's a trope on TV shows called uh, poking a dragon. I know. But uh, but it's like yeah, you poking the lions, poking a damn polar bear. Like what are you doing? If I'm supposed to be like this deadly, dangerous Jason Bourne motherfucker, then why the fuck the fuck are you doing? Anyway, uh, <laughs> talk about Jason Bourne because Matt Damon still cat for uh, his racing for the comments. Why? Okay. Why do you? Why do people? Okay. I guess here's the question I have, and we can relate it to the situation you dealt with with somebody harassing you in the club, me getting discriminated against, all these things. What's wrong with people in terms of like 
when you mess up and you mess up bad. I mean, like this dude's clearly messing up bad when it comes to you and harassing you over something that is culturally significant to you. And then they're messing up bad. You know, the just admit that you were wrong. Like, what is wrong? What? How bad is your cognitive dissonance to where you can't just admit? Oh shoot, I messed up. Damn, my bad. Here you go. I'm sorry. Like, what the? Like, you can tie that to anything. Like, what? Like. The funny, the funny thing. Why don't we apologize, bro? But before, before any of that is the fact that when I sobered up the next day, I realized that in memory, his forehead was ashy as a mug, man. And how do you acquire? How does that? How does that? (laughs) His forehead was ashy, like his forehead, like was ashy. Johnny in solidarity for roasting a Negro forehead. Was Was he black? Yeah, he's a black dude. He's like a light skinned black dude. He's like, like, like a slight, short, like a slight, slightly lighter than you. But, um, but it's like his forehead looks like, like the like the, the ashy skin looks like, um, tectonic plates and a continental drift. You know that just, I don't know. It just it was really ashy and cracked and stuff and peeling. You know, like like he had sunburn in the middle of the night. But probably, but but it's like like literally ashy. Like that was one. The next time, one of these bamas, ashy, white or otherwise, want to sit there and try to fight me in a club, you better fucking fight me. You're not going to win, but you better fucking fight me. Number two, number two, I'm gonna I'm gonna snap your picture and fry your ass on my goddamn Facebook page. Don't 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 fight him. You know what? You know she could. No no no. I'm not gonna fight him. But it's like I'm not I'm not the initiator. I'm usually the guy that calms everything else down. Yeah, hold up. Before before the before you continue. Go to Walgreens and get some get him some Vaseline. Yeah. He'll probably die. You know, it's like it was like he it was like a, 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 a he was like a, a salt monster. Like that's what it was. You know how you pour salt on a snail and it dies because the snail is all is nothing, is nothing but moisture. He's the opposite of that. That makes sense. Like his um his his forehead looked like like you know salt plains. You know what like uh, the ashy salt salt ground area, salt plains and stuff go, like that. Go to bed. Go to bed right now. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what time it is over there. Go to bed. Anyway, it's strike three. You night. All right. Anyway, though. Rich fingered uh, <laughs> Struggle hair, look like electrical lines in a tornado. Anyway, no, I, you know, it's anyway. It's, it's it's really crazy out here, man. When when people can't even admit when they're wrong, when they are perpetuating an oppressive mindset, when they're perpetuating a systemic level of oppression. Speaking of folks who can't admit when they're wrong, how about these folks who are caping for Bill Cosby? Well, he only have a cape anymore. You don't got a back this, to put a cape this on. Is where I get off, I, I'm gonna say this, and this is where I get off. Because like I said, still there? Hey, I'm the stuff got killed. What? Hey. Facebook ended my damn part, my damn joint, man. <laughs> the hell? 
me as a military vet, I'm gonna like we don't even have a cape anymore. I'm gonna say this and this is where I get off. Hmm. Fascinating. working is it overheating is that what it is All right, it seems like Facebook done um, died. I think maybe it was my phone that overheated or something like that. I'm not too sure what happened, but um, you know, there's a couple other things I want to talk to right quick, talk about right quick before it's all said and done. And um, one thing I want to mention is uh, the Bill Cosby thing, man. All right, so you got Bill Cosby who got convicted of uh, rape from uh, eons back and stuff. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks who are still defending Bill Cosby despite the fact that he confessed. Um, you have a lot of folks who are um, playing games in regards to the Bill Cosby issue, and um, as in, like, how come women how how do women now remember they was raped before and stuff like that? And they're, they're ridiculously dishonest questions. And if you're asking questions like that, that's the precise reason why women don't, you know, some women do not uh, mention they were raped. Okay, so yeah, um, some folks mentioned that some of those girls he raped was ugly. You know, one girl like Sasha Bob, I checked the, I checked the photo and woo, that girl did. But that does not mean that the girl did not get raped by Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is an ugly motherfucker, so he's probably messing with, uh, you know, raping ugly motherfuckers too, too. There you have it. So, for the most part, all jokes aside, for the most part, we as black folks need to leave Bill Cosby alone. <coughs> Goodness. Bill Cosby has sold out the black community a long time ago. So don't, you know, quit treating him like he's a saint. He is not. Number two 
is Kanye West. Why I'm not fucking with Kanye anymore? Well, I'm not fucking with Kanye anymore because he coons too much, y'all. He, he coons too much. He a tanuki suit. He wears that tanuki suit too hard. Now, a lot of folks have brought to my attention or like the brought to my attention the notion that Kanye West does not agree with Donald Trump. He does not agree with his policies, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't matter because real talk, I don't think Tommy Lauren agrees with everything that she does and says, but she still does it anyway. There's numerous white supremacist um, media entities or white supremacy, white supremacy propaganda agents that exist out there, conservative media and all else who don't agree with everything they're saying. Some of it is an active choice, especially when it comes to a blonde, a blonde woman, a blonde white woman with a journalism degree. There's a, or um, a, a blonde white actress, you know, that's, that's a thing. That's, there's a market to peddle um, white supremacist, proto-fascist propaganda. They don't have to all agree on what they're doing. All they have to do is act it out. So if Kanye West punched you in your face, it don't matter if he punched you in your face or uh, if he agreed with what he did or not. The fact remains that he did it. So with that being said, it shouldn't matter if the person agrees with it or not. That's the same when people bring up that as a defense. It's the same thing white folks be saying. They'll say stuff like, well, he's not personally racist. I'm like, what the fuck does personally racist mean? You listen to them, they're like, well, isn't he don't have it's not in his heart. He don't have hate in his heart. By heart, he's a good person. Like, no, it don't matter. And what matters is the action involved. Alright, so if I went over to your house and burnt your house down, the fact that I'm a good person or I don't have hate in my heart is a non factor because I burnt your house down. And our house is burning, y'all, so quit playing around motherfucking Kanye West. I would highly recommend not buying this shit. Make him suffer. You wanted to engage in a publicity stunt? Well, stunt the fucking growth of his uh, of his revenue. Punish him that way. Probably won't happen, but that's what I'll do. Um, the Kanye I listen to anyway is the first three albums. Anything, I mean, there's some stuff I like after that. I like the Flash and Lights beat. Other than that, I'm not really feeling this motherfucker anymore. I've lost friends who enjoy taking part in putting the Davy Crockett's Nuki suit on and then go playing around. You know, I, I already I have I had a friend that did that and I and I got rid of him. So it's it's real. It's real. Alright? You should be uh, quite resolute in your um, in your uh, stance, you know, uh, in prom, like there's this one um, Tanuki suit wearing black chick is growing pretty prominent. Her name is Candace, and her name should be Can Eyes, cause uh, like can I can I can I see your face? Cause her eyes are really far apart. Well, that's the latest, you know, conservative troll who is paid to bully to sociologically bully black people by you know for the in the name of gaining social equity uh gaining uh favor equity with um white people for 
white influences, white powers, white supremacy, and fuck her too, you know, fuck that broad. You know, I'm getting tired of these coon cats, man. I'm getting tired of these tanuki suit bamas and shit. Anyway, I'm going to finish this podcast. So I'll say that um, before I go, who you were just listening to earlier is Malcolm Bevel. You can find him on Facebook. So be sure to follow him. And uh, he, he has a whole lot of great things to say, you know, in regards to um, sexism and racism. He's he's a stronger anti-sexism advocate than I am, you know, where I'm the the gray area, bad guy, good guy, anti-villain, anti-hero guy. He's the straight good guy. When I'm when I'm screwing up, I usually call him up and ask him about where I'm screwed up, screwing up and stuff, because a lot of times I'll piss um, black women off. So, yeah, so he's he's a great advisor. If he's if, if he is a great advisor, he's definitely worth listening to. So be sure to check out Malcolm Bevel at his um, Facebook page. And with that being said, I'll say it's about that time. Thanks for joining us. Before you leave, if you like what you heard, click like and subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you go for your podcast. Do not let this be the last time we hear from you or you hear from us. Follow us on Facebook, Afro Sapio File. And if you want to be heard, you can always leave a voice message at 202-854-1996. As a matter of fact, if you have a, an opinion on Bill Cosby or what I call Pill Cosby um, you can call in if you have an opinion on club like 52 year old maniacs trying to start fights with um, vicious abolitionists and clubs that need lotion on their forehead you can also call in um, you have an issue if you ever had any experiences where you were discriminated against going into a club or bar call in so once again 202-854-1996 three minutes leave a message i'll air it on the next podcast or this one if it comes in fast enough last not least be sure to check us out on afrocipiafowl.com for everything pertaining to intelligent black thought this is johnny silvercloud the soul brother number one of a kind signing out peace